0: Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast number 167. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. Happy to be podcasting today. Um, Things got back to normal. We had our adventure last week. That was pretty fun. You survived New York City? Survived New York City, barely, by the skin of my teeth. Uh, There's people out there looking for me. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Trying to hunt you down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you never did you ever get in touch with the um the Alba Adventure folks? No, couldn't I couldn't get in touch with them? I we were just running around doing a lot of touristy stuff. I don't think I had time, yeah, barely had, had time casual. to do what we did, you know? Yeah, nah, that's how it is too. Like when you got a short, a short weekend trip, you're trying to bang out so many things. And I know you guys were uh had uh, a Well, even afterwards, like I got messages from people from the ski club. They're like, oh, I show you Instagram. Are you in town? I'm like, I saw it on like Tuesday (laughs) or Monday and I'm like, yeah, I was in town, but like, I didn't have time to do any, you know. Yeah, you feel bad that you're like, again, you don't want to like reach out to everybody because you only have so much time, but you know, you wish you could hang out with everybody and, and do everything. I mean, we did, you know, took, you know, Melanie and and my girlfriend and and her son and we were doing a lot of touristy stuff, which was cool for me because like, you know, you don't often go to New York City and do the touristy stuff. So it is kind of nice to do that once in a while, you know. Yeah, wherever you live, you never do the touristy things and then you move away and you go, I wish I would have done the touristy things and I was living here. Yeah, so we did a bunch of touristy things, a lot of walking, uh, just a lot of sightseeing and history and, and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. So our recommendation, no matter where you live, one day, just call in sick to work, call in sick to school, whatever. Take a couple edibles and go be a tourist. There you go. It's really, go really a, good advice. Go to a local museum. Go do local sightseeing. Whatever the cheesiest, the cheesiest stuff is in your area that you always like, look down at people going to do. Take an edible and do those things. It's right. Like TripAdvisor has like, they do like the, the walking tour. Like, so they'll, they'll tell you like where to go if you have one day or two days or three days, like do something like that. You know what show I loved? Rest in peace. Our boy, Anthony Bourdain had that show, the layover. That he did um, where it, I, I forget how many episodes he did. and I think that was before he went to CNN. It was kind of like a, a spin-off of no reservations. And it was just like, he had 24 hours layover in a city and he would do, you know, whatever he could in that city. That's that pretty was, cool. Yeah. It was a great show. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, that same sort of premise, just kind of bang out what you can do over a short period of time yeah and you don't realize like i mean we walked and walked and we we had great weather so we got really lucky i really wish we caught up with alba adventures in in their whole family because it would have been cool with bodie and and melanie and stuff like that but we just didn't have any time i mean it was just we were running from we did go we got to see the spy museum which was actually kind of fun the spy museum see like that's the thing about new york city it's so amazing it's like there's so many different things that even if you like like go to it every single day you may not even realize how much is there yeah we saw the freedom tower spy museum empire state building and then walked a whole bunch of places and we wound up walking past like you know flat building we went to downtown saw the bull at wall street i was like they were like what do you mean the bullet i'm like you gotta touch the bull like this is it's wall street you know it was just kind of an iconic thing that you're like you know, we walk past the federal reserve. I'm like, this is where all the money comes from. This is where they steal it from us. <laughs> That's right. That's where they decided to print how much money they want to print. This is where they print that funny money that you have in your wallet. This is it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, it was kind of cool to see all those sites and we actually didn't even make it. It was everything below central park. Like we, we went up to Columbus square. I mean, Columbus circle, Columbus square, um, yeah. Columbus. Columbus, 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 rhombus, <laughs> rhombus. uh, and that, that was it. So it was everything from there down. We we kind of saw almost everything. Went to Times Square, went to just everywhere. I doubt you saw everything. You probably oh, yeah. you got the vein of like eighth through sixth avenue. Exactly. You know, like you could you spend get years much time on the east side, you know. Yeah. What's the uh, do you get a good pizza? We got great one bite. Time food. One, one bite. bite. We we didn't get a one bite in. No, really. We had pizza. It was all right, um, but I tell you, we had we had pizza at this place that we went with with John. So we met our buddy John. Was it John's Pizza? John's Pizza. Uh, now John what the was hell was um, uh, Otto's uh, Otto Otto von Pizmarks Otto Enoteca Pizzeria. It's near. It's near the meat packing. It was really good. Um, was it like fancy pizza? Oh yeah fancy pizza uh but i tell you what it's freaking delicious Uh, that was a good place that you should put on your radar i'll send you the link for it but uh totally i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to i'm trying to start blowing off work more (laughs) and embracing the the the, my true ski bum nature and just kind of fuck around more and because you know what like i just had this like epiphany i'm like you know what's so dumb a nine-to-five job and going every day to something that doesn't make you happy when life is short and you need to experience, you know, like I just want to like one day just go and just go and try a bunch of different pizzas. Like why do I need to take a vacation day and only get a certain amount of to do that? I know you gotta have pizza, man. Like I want to go to new Haven. Like I didn't, I, I maybe I knew realized, but I just re-realized. there's are supposed to have like the best pizza in the world in new Haven, Connecticut. Like how weird is that? Like, why haven't I had any of that pizza yet? It's uh, fucking bullshit. Now the beauty of this auto enoteca is in the bathroom if you're in the men's stall the men's urinal i just sent you a picture there's a nice sight to see and oh it- look at
1: that
0: so i, I didn't say anything to john because he said he goes there once in a while i'm like when he goes in there just below the sticker of the middle finger there's a uh, now there's a high highfalutin ski bum sticker too too so is that a, is that like a mickey mouse middle finger it is it looks like one i love it uh, so, yeah, we did that, and then we did the uh Starbucks has the roastery, which is pretty cool. It's like a whole scene there, and I don't then, know they have like all the other yeah, like, does one that serves alcohol too the Starbucks yes, they have a whole bar upstairs, so we had some drinks there um John bought some forty dollar pound of coffee, which that is such delicious. a gone thing to do. hey, it was delicious though it was bourbon better be it was barrel bourbon barrel aged um beans or something like that, and it tasted just like you were drinking bourbon. It was wild. Mm. So it was really good. Uh, and then we went to the um, same night. We went to Washington square park, walked around. It was all like a lot of weed going on. And uh, in Washington square park, there was weed. <laughs> yeah. At least there wasn't guns and there wasn't needles going around. So it was good. So we moved up in the world. Um, I will tell you, according to the one bite app, your auto and a only got a 5.4. Ooh damn just throwing that out there so you know Mm. um not saying that that guy really knows anything that see now now i gotta gauge my you know my own personal preference on on this is where you gotta gauge the guy that's gauging it so was was the pizza really that good or was that because your palate has adjusted to florida pizza that you think it's good no i'm still pretty i'm I'm a pretty hard demander of pizza. Um, and down here there's very few places that kind of make even the ability to call themselves pizza. Mm. So I'm pretty I'm still pretty good with it. Um no, it was a good pizza, but I had like a fancy pizza. I had like a big mushroom pizza. So it's like I, I gauge it on the plain, has to be a plain pie, and that's what I gauge it on. But I didn't do that. And mm. I'm just plain. I got um, you Uh and then we went to what was really cool, the um restoration hardware where they have a bar on the third floor and a rooftop. Do they really? You basically go in, get drinks, and then you sit on the couches and shit like that and talk. It was great. And then you buy a bunch of overpriced furniture because you're hammered? Oh, yeah. You're sitting on like $9,000 couches, just hanging out. I was like, this is kind of cool. It's like, it's like a living room, but not my living room, so I don't have to clean up after. So that's it was pretty, great. That's pretty smart. <laughs> that's where you got to have a party and just everybody buy their own wine and you all hang out together. Well, I was thinking, you know, like Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Like, I don't know if they were maybe thinking like way ahead. Like, I feel like the beyond part should be the weed shop I'm thinking or a bar. Why not have a bar? So this is actually I've thought about this for a long time and then seeing this restoration hardware. I was like, see, this is what I was thinking about. You have a big store, like a giant store. What's going to get people in? You know what? Have a bar because you know what? If you're a guy or girl and you don't want to shop with your significant other or you want to take a break, you go to the bar hang out at the bar for a little bit, but like, all right, maybe I'll shop for some more shit. Then you get hammered and then you go buy some more, a bunch of shit you don't need. That's pretty smart. So I'm thinking, why isn't Costco doing this? <laughs> it's the only way I'd buy a $9,000 couch. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Costco, fucker. you know, like when you go to like certain airports, remember we went to Jackson Hole and yeah. we got, as soon as we landed, they gave us margaritas as soon as we like, or no, um, well, he, bleh, mimosas. Mimosas. As soon as we walked in the, uh, that the was airport terminal, the best airport ever. Class, <laughs> pure class. They classed it up, I gotta say. That's what Costco should do. They should give you a freaking solo cup with a margarita in it as soon as you walk in. There you go. Think about well, how much crazy shit Costco has that you walk past and you go, Oh, you know, what? I'm gonna pick this up. Could you imagine how much sales would increase if they did that? I was there yesterday and those carts are enormous now. They made them the absolute maximum size you can have for two to just barely squeeze through their aisles. And um it's just called Canyonero a, the Canyonero. Oh it's yeah, canyonero of carts? I think they should add on there like a TV, a flat, you know, just a bunch of shit on that cart, like trick it out, and they can just ride through. But like, I'm hanging out. This is my little cart thing. Yeah, you can if you fill that thing up. You've really done some serious shopping. Oh yeah, we filled it up yesterday with a lot of wine. Let's put it that way. All oh, your Costco has booze. That's yes. See. Well, they have booze, and then because of the blue laws down here. Uh, they don't have liquor in the same place, but they have one right next door, which is a Costco liquor. So you go in there, and it's funny. There's like, there's nothing in there except just booze. There's no mixers, nothing. Just get your booze and get the hell out. Yeah, it's kind of efficient though. If you Those, need something, you whip in, right in and out. If you, I know, I'm, I know, I've gone on a rant about this. I think every single episode in the podcast for the last year. If you really want to see how. You, worthless and unnecessary our government is. Look no further than blue laws. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, why do we need these jerk-offs to tell us where and when we can buy a particular product? Well, it's all by state, right? And the states are all wacky. Like, Jersey has... What is I it? Think it's like, broken down by counties some places, too. Like, I know here... Bergen County, right? Bergen County has that blue law where stores can't, can't be open on a Sunday. You know, and I used to work for Toys R Us Corporate, and they were rebuilding, redesigning all the stores for a while. And the Bergen County stores, I was like, oh, cool. Can't they go in on Sunday and and redo the stores? And like, no, you can't have any workers even in the store, even if you're not open to the public. I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. So you can't have like cleaning. You can't do, you have a a whole lost day. Like you can't even clean. You can't even set stuff up. Nothing. it's, It's one of the wealthiest counties probably in the country too. And And it's so weird you can't shop that day. And they keep it's funny, like people say, like, oh, well, they keep voting every couple of years and they they keep that blue law in place because all these people are like, Oh, well, I like driving on the one highway and it's not crowded on Sundays. Yeah. I'm like, you live in one of the most populous states in one of the most populous counties in the country. It's like you can't have it both ways. Well, the funny part is, I was, I lived in the neighboring county and that Willowbrook Mall, all the Bergen County people on Sunday would go there and it was massive traffic. So I'm like, you're getting away exactly. from your traffic area and you're creating traffic by going to the other place because you still want to shop on Sunday. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, what, what are you supposed to do? Work the farm? There's no farmland in Bergen County. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, right? <laughs> There's certainly no weed farms there in the stupid ass state of New Jersey. Yeah, way to go. Way to go, Jersey. And New York blew it too. They did de- actually New York decriminalized marijuana this week, but they still uh, they're not gonna pass legalization because the politicians are all a bunch of On bought. The taste. And- they're all bought and sold, and they're all a bunch of cowards. That's right. Bunch of every shows. single one of them. Both sides of the table. <coughs> right me. wing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Bought and sold criminals, every single one of them. That's right. But you know what? We're not going to rant about that, Brian. We're going to be nice, friendly, good boy today. We haven't got an introduction for the podcast yet. Yeah. We just started going on and hearing about your trip, and it was a nice little conversation. We talked about pizza. Talked yeah, about, you know. So pizza, you're you're stickers. following that, right? You're following barstool. Uh, what was it barstool? The pizza reviews.
1: Pizza. Yeah, review. you know what?
0: I, I try to I try to stand. I top watch of them once in a while. Video. I like them. You know, They're funny. Well, like, you always hope someone's nearby. Like it's like a nearby one that you can go to. And like the one he actually reviewed the one right by where I work, and he kind of like he gave it a decent score. I mean, solid pizza, but you know, it's it wasn't it wasn't a eight or a nine or anything. So, have you ever been to the any of the eight or nines that he has listed? I've been to John's of Bleecker. That place is fantastic. That's at least an eight-something our artichoke my, is that get me another drink. This is amazing. Look at that. I can increase my alcohol co- intake on the show without having to move. You have an alcohol intern. I have an alcohol intern. We have interns now, apparently. Yes. Free free alcohol interns. Unpaid free. <laughs> free unpaid alcoholic interns. Exactly. <laughs> So with that, thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, SkiBumpPodcast.com. We have a shop there. Buy some swag. SkiBumpPodcast.com slash shop. We're on the socials. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at SkiBumpPodcast. Kind of hasn't posted too much. I think today we posted a bunch of stuff. But the last week, it's been kind of tough. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. Oh, on what? On We're kind of brain. reformulating our strategies on things. Um, this summer, we're we're kind of making a few changes. We're tweaking the website. We're tweaking how we're going to do things because we want to. We do want to push this out to more people. Um, we want to get more people, do more interviews, get more people to have listen to and check out our stuff because we think we're doing a pretty good job. We think you guys are listening, so that's at least somebody's listening. Somebody's for, tuning in. Thank you for that. And if you could go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us, and give us five stars. That'd be fantastic, and we would so appreciate a- that. So I think it's appropriate we're talking about rating. Um, we have to send out information to people or post on our website that we're going to be up for voting for the uh, podcast awards. Uh, ah, coming up. look at that. That's in July, right? Yes. So next month, people can vote for us. So we should be registered. So we should be able to be voted for. And uh, it's like... Um, it's yeah get like, that let's get that info out to everybody um if it's like get, people's Choice awards, you know what this is you know what the cool thing about this is like right now, if you're checking out this podcast, you kinda you're kind of the first wave, the first adopters, you kind of got this new cool thing that not everybody knows about. It's like we're that cool like like that indie film that's got a lot of buzz going on for it, and it's awesome, but like the mainstream hasn't checked it out yet like that's us, and you're part of this right now exactly right in. Ground floor. Ground floor. You're in pre-greatness right now. That's right. It's podcastawards.com. And uh, I don't know if they're going to give us a special link to vote for us or if it's going to be where you fill out a ballot. But uh, just be on the lookout for it because uh, the timeline is. uh, So we're registered. I think I registered twice by accident. So hopefully we're there twice. Uh, uh, listener nominations. So you as listeners can nominate us between July 1st and July 31st. So we only have what a month to get nominations. So we registered... Now you guys have to nominate us and then they have, uh, the slate announcement of the top podcast for each category. Um, and then the voting starts for that. And then the ceremony is TBD, which they usually hold at the end of the year. So see, anybody can like pick like, like Joe Rogan or like, uh, like the NPR ones or Adam Carolla. Like everyone knows about those, you know, they don't need awards. They already have like Ferraris and shit. That's right. You know? you want to shake things up vote for us (laughs) you are you are listening to us in like the pre cocaine the pre going off the rails the pre like you know haven't even been to rehab yet we haven't even been to rehab yet and this is rehab this is this is both thanks to you and your fault so Mm -hmm. we have to enjoy this phase together now but we also want to prepare for the next phase like imagine like us getting pulled over like drunk and high in a snowcat. Like, wouldn't you want to be like, oh my god, I was listening to those guys like years ago. I knew it would happen to I those. Knew guys. it Would happen if it we, was anybody. As I was reading this article, I was like, it has to be those motherfuckers. We'd be on like Mario. We'd be on like YouTube live, like us, like just hammered, like in a <laughs> stolen snowcat. Like, wouldn't don't you want to be part of that? Be part of our legacy. The legacy, exactly. What are you going to leave behind? What are you going to leave behind? You can contribute to the greatest coup of podcast of all time. This is the greatest skiing podcast ever created. Let's be perfectly honest with ourselves. You know it, and we know it. Once it hits your ears, you just can't resist. It's just like, it's like, it's like the matrix. You got to spread us like a virus. Tell your friends, tell tell your friends to tell their friends. Be like like a hair commercial. It's true. Yes, yeah, just spread the word. You know, we do appreciate it, and we love doing this. And as you can tell, <laughs> spread it like th- spreading syphilis these days, <laughs> like syphilis in the 1700s in Paris. Right, right, right off the boat, just spreading that syphilis. Let them eat syphilis. I believe that's what Marie Antoinette said. Right. Yeah, she probably had syphilis. They all had syphilis back yeah, then. Everyone did. I'm surprised anybody lived back then. Like the average lifespan was like up until like 30. They're like, wow, he lived a really long life. He was 32. Isn't it funny? Like you see all these like anti-vax people coming out and it's like people like Jessica Beale, who now, Jessica, you're a wonderful actress. You're gorgeous. You're stunning. Don't quite see that doctorate degree on your wall in any yeah. of your posts when you're showing your ass, you know, like, and I, there's you definitely not a degree back there. Jenny yeah. McCarthy. I've, I bought the playboys back in the day. You're, you were stunning. Like you, you changed my life. <laughs> But I'm not looking to you for medical advice. Yeah. Sorry. And they're at a place in their life now where they could say, yeah, I don't think anybody should get vaccinated. And it's like, you're also, you have the ability to live in a bubble without touching anybody. Like, Seriously, you right? You still have to mingle with the common people. Like, We love the common people. Once we make it and we have our own gold-plated snow cats, we'll be right on the bandwagon saying, yes, I believe nobody should get any of this stuff done. Yeah. But until we that think, happens... We think a $1,000 lift tickets are very fair. That's right. That's just reasonable, right? A $20,000 Epic Pass is well worth the money. It's the cost of doing business. Yeah. Uh, I hate that term. Yeah. I wanted to punch one of my old bosses because he said... like, yeah, felt- yeah, we're going to pay triple for it, but it's the cost of doing business. I'm like, I just wanted to punch him. I was think like... How, think how good that would have felt. Just kidding. Yeah, we would have felt good, but then I would have felt bad because the guy wasn't there. You that bad have. He would have died right there. Might yeah. need a heart attack after that friggin' wicked oh <laughs> punch <laughs> you threw at him. Oh my god! Just threatening him would have given him a heart attack. That would have been horrible. That's horrible. like, I can't do like senior abuse. That's not me. Listen, <laughs> senior, no junior. If you're an asshole, should <laughs> <you're gonna> get <laughs> popped, <laughs> son. Chucking like 10-year-old kids downstairs. (laughs) He was an asshole. That's how he was going to learn. He was a little asshole. Uh He wouldn't eat his peas. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. Which was my parents did mashed the mashed potatoes, put the peas in the mashed potatoes and smashed it all up and (laughs) ruined mashed potatoes for me. That's right. I had this conversation with with Melanie not too long ago. I said, there was one time, literally, I didn't eat my food. They put it in the fridge. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm done. I don't have to eat this shit. I, I forgot what it was, too. and I not have to eat it. I wake up the next day. You know what you got for breakfast? The dinner you didn't fish, finish the night before. I'm like, motherfuckers. I was so goddamn, man. That's old school. So What we do with, with Benjamin now is Andrea, if she doesn't finish his vegetables, she blends them into his eggs in the morning. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she she like sneaks them on in there so he gets the vegetables but doesn't realize it. That's awesome. She's a big that's ninja. like, yeah. When he gets older, but like, ha, ah, you know what I put in there? You know what's in your eggs? Stuff yeah. you didn't eat last night. Yeah, when he's six five and two fifty, and like as a sophomore in high school. He's yoked. That's he's it. Getting jacked. Yeah. That's it, man. You gotta eat right to get uh to get big and get big the right big. way. You can't eat that like fast food shit all the time. That's right. I was, I was actually talking, talking to somebody. somebody today. I was talking to somebody today, and they were like, Oh, you have a podcast. Is it on Spotify? I'm like Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's everywhere. It's on Spotify, YouTube. We're freaking on Instagram. We're on everywhere. Radio. I heart everywhere. Anywhere you could think about. And then you know what? Then they asked. They said, "Are you on SoundCloud?" I'm like, "What the fuck? Why gotta mention that one?" (laughs) You want some retro episodes? We got retro episodes there. We got them. They're out there. Yeah. I really wish like that's the thing. I've been definitely slacking on the YouTube. There's gotta be a better way to get these things. I mean, maybe we'll just put this nonsense up, like the unedited version of it. Just throw it up there. If you I wanna think watch it, don't answer. edit. Yeah. Don't edit. We'll go yeah. raw. We'll raw dog it. Some Ooh baby, I like it raw. That's what happens, man. You got a raw dog. got a raw dog it. And so, that and free interns. We need more free interns. Yeah, I would we would love someone to just like throw our videos up on or our audio on soundcloud and youtube that would really you know, it's really help boys out yeah it's a summer if you're in high school maybe you want to do this someday or maybe you want to be a technician you know reach out to us we're not going to pay you shit but you'll learn some stuff ski bump podcast at gmail.com it's That's time you do it. for our pray today all day. all day all right mario i pray today so what my today is like, I'm on my third Moscow Mule. Um, oh boy. So, Apre consists of a long, long luxurious opry, uh in a nice copper mug, made right, the Moscow Mule. Um, now, I modify the version. Now, on our show notes, I have like the classical, it's basically just ginger beer, vodka, and lime. Now, I like to put a lot of extra lime, even lime juice. To the point of lime juice, um, and then I put a little seltzer in it too to kind of soften it up, make it a little more, you know, leveled out. level out. So put extra vodka, uh, <laughs> less ginger beer, and a little bit of uh, seltzer. And today I use the uh, mango seltzer, mango bubbly, Oof. that adds a little, you yeah. get a little mango flavor in there with the ginger beer. Oh, you're talking, it's almost a tropical paradise. So I don't know if they put it in a copper mug. It has to be in a copper mug, but it should be a copper, like, fancy, like, you know, sit by the pool glass. But why, what does the copper mug do? Does it do anything? It sweats, so it gets everywhere. You got to put it on a coaster. Mm. Uh, it looks like it's colder, but it really is just transferring the heat more efficiently than any other glass. So... frosty mug. It, this is actually getting your drink less cold, quicker, <laughs> but doesn't, but that's why, I, I mean, I was last weekend you were here at my, at my place and I gave you the frosty mug, oh, the frosty mug is, del- I I gotta, I gotta get some frosty mugs, the frosty mug keeps for like a couple hours and who it's makes, cold? that's not a Yeti, is it? No, I just got it from uh I went on Amazon and looked up frosty mug and looked for like the cheapest one and I, think I got like four and a half to five stars. You now i will say my ear you said amazon you said cheap and you said frosty mug i st- here's the thing though uh i got a four pack and one of the frosty mugs I threw it in the freezer took it out it was already broken i think Ooh. they put too much gel in there so when it froze it like exploded too much juice so i'm gonna throw a uh i have to do write a stern email to the Vendor of said frosty mug to hopefully get a new one because I will tell you, I do love these things, but so I, I shan't get ripped off. That's right. I lost a pair of underwear this week. I can't lose a friggin' frosty <laughs> mug too. At the gym, I forgot my underwear, I left it hanging up on the shower. I was in a rush. <laughs> And I forgot to take my dirty underwear with me. And You're I didn't want to do is putting that on his head like, just like, <laughs> just like sniffing it like, oh, he's a ski bum. He's a half lutin ski bum. Ski bum balls. Ooh. I had ski bum balls. all over my head. Today. <laughs> <laughs> he's like mopping the floor with the fucking, like your underwear on his head. That was my uncle's favorite Christmas cookie. Ski bum balls. Ski bum balls. Oh, awesome. Like rum balls, but different and weirder. Oh man, I lost, and I, they have a lost and found, but I'm not gonna go there. Be like, "Hey, bro, did you find my underwear? Find my drawers? Find my underwear? Yeah, hey, we got them. Uh, they might have been nice used. ones. They were like Under Armour ones too, but I'm not uh, gonna go. I'm to go ask for my underwear back, dude. You should do that. I want you to YouTube. You just go in. You gotta go in there and just be like, and tape it. Like, I want to look in the lost and found. Do you have a lost and found? They'll be like, "Oh yeah, what did you? Lo- Would you lose my underwear? Lost some gray drawers, bro." And they'll be like, oh, we have a separate underwear pile probably. I'm sure they do. They probably do. I'm, I'm sure, sure people leave stuff there all the time. And people don't pick it up before it's a Goodwill. You could buy some friggin' used underwear at Goodwill. <laughs> you could be in there like, yes, I lost a pair of panties. <laughs> I got some cheekies that I lost. <laughs> My boy shorts. <laughs> oh, it's <that's> hilarious. No. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Wow, that went off the rails pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's one. Of the, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Oh, yeah. I, I had. I have a Moscow Mule. It's just really big, over three glasses. So, Brian, what do you got? Well, recording this on Friday, June the twenty-first, which is in the northern hemisphere, the first day of summer. And God knows everybody loves summer. Oh my God. It's killing me summer. Yeah. Fuck those people. Number one. Exactly. And number That's two, number all summer is to me is just, it's all it is, is a, a start of or continuation of almost ski season. It's not it's quite what, it's fattening season. Up in the winter, right? You're fattening up for the winter. Uh, you know, <sighs> most people I know they rent beach houses And they just get fat because they do no exercise. They drink and eat and they sit by pools and go out to clubs and are hammered all the time. See, me and Andrew were reminiscing about, you know, before Benjamin, we had like a summer vacation, went down the shore and we went there for a week. And like, I can't just lay on the beach all day. Yeah. Like, I got to go like, like it was like hot and like humid and awful. And I had to like run at least like three to five miles every morning just so I didn't feel like a fat piece of shit. But in that five-day vacation, her and I killed three bottles of tequila <sighs> and two giant Costco golden margarita ready-to-drinks. Like, like all I would do, I would get back from running, and I would just sip margaritas all day long. Nice. Which, I will tell you, was awesome. <laughs> which actually goes very nicely into my Apre today, which is a watermelon margarita. Nice. This is watermelon season. It is watermelon. Dude, watermelon is, I mean, I don't know it's if it's delicious. underrated. It's just fantastic. Like, I went to Costco yesterday and you could tell it's watermelon season because they had a whole section all watermelons. A three pack, like right? The watermelons are in. No, these giant watermelons in bins and they were still setting it up. I was like, oh shit, it's a watermelon fiesta right Dude, now. Watermelon. You know what? Watermelon palooza. Do you remember as a kid when watermelons had seeds? Yeah. Now that like, now people want to like, bitch about GMOs, like I don't want anything GMO. You want a watermelon with fucking seeds like a goddamn savage from the 70s? <laughs> Fuck that. Dude, the seedless watermelon is the, it could be the top, isn't the top 10 best inventions. It's kind of, of like our vag- generation. V- vag hair used to be hairy. Now there's no vag hair. It's there like, there you go. On seedless watermelon. It's you think anti- seedless hair and then you, you know, same thing. You remove the seeds, remove the hair. Like everything is just easier. There's no, there's no messy nonsense in the way exactly it's all clean it's all boom you cut it eat it you're done the watermelon or the uh where are we going here with this there's no cutting on the other one no cutting. no time for cutting no time I did, for have, I did have a thanks to you because after we talked about merkins we <laughs> had a conversation it's time mario my girlfriend did not know that something existed like that so after pulling it up on the internet she was like holy shit i didn't know this was out there i'm like yeah i heard it from californication was you know, it because the hair, of syphilis like yeah, did it the was hair out? and um and uh ladies of the night shall we say so they would put merkins on and i guess they would change them so like they have different like wigs you know they, like wigs for your vagina like why not right but I was, I told her, I said, now they're really big in like making movies and stuff like that. So we, we've been watching Westworld. So we've been binging that because she never watched it. And I'm like, there's a lot of naked people that are acting like robots. And I'm like, there are merkins like a motherfucker out there because nobody has hair anymore. So it's like, you see any hair? That's merkin guys and girls. Porn, it changed society. It really did. That's, I mean, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. But you know, think of something like Westworld. There must be like a Merkin room because there's so many people on set. They got to have a lot of Merkins. It's just saying. Merka, <laughs> Merka, Merka, Land Maybe of the Merka, Merka, Merkin, Merkin. Where the hell did we? How did we get into Merkins? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you talk about cutting. Well, we kind of we went into to to change yeah. direction. So I will... Now, this is one of my... He, he <laughs> this is one of my favorite, most disturbing things I remember from the Opie and Anthony show like back in the day. Like, I used to love those guys. Their show was great. They were talking about there was some woman in like, I don't know if it was a Village Voice or one of those, um, like the personal sections or they a story. Now, this girl or this woman was so crazy. What she would do is she would place a personal ad. She's like, I'm looking for a guy to hook up, blah, blah, blah. The only thing is when we do have sex... I like to cut myself down there so that when we have sex, I will bleed and it will feel like I'm losing my virginity again. And I remember hearing that horrible, dude. and being so disturbed that someone would actually want to do that. That's and that there's probably, she's probably got like 30 messages from dudes being like, I'm there. What do you need? I, I'll bring the knife too. You want you to want bring some, some isopropyl alcohol perhaps. What dude, do you that's need? That's crazy. I'm like, wow, people are crazy. Or no way, man. Yes. And then I answered the ad. <laughs> and then you get there, and you're yeah, like, man. I didn't like, bring a knife. You know, I didn't realize uh, how attracted to you I'd be. She's like, she's like, I want you to cut me, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there a camera? <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. It's fucked up, man. Cut me, Mickey. <laughs> mick. oh that's on tv you know what i fucking i was watching the opening credits it says that um sylvester sloan wrote rocky sure did i was like holy shit i didn't know that i didn't know he could write jesus i thought he was just like oh come on mick what can he do i appreciate it even more watching it now did he write all 37 rockies or just the first one i don't know i think it doesn't a lot of do you still bring back rambo yeah, there's gonna, gonna be a new Rambo this year. By the time I die, there's gonna be—I gotta say—we're gonna have Rambo seven, uh, Rocky twelve, and probably Fast and the Furious one hundred and eight. Dude, they're doing spinoffs of the Fast and the Furious now. That's they're crazy. doing like animated ones. they doing like the freaking Hobbs and whoever the guy and Jason Statham, like the yeah. Rock and Statham doing their own thing. Like it's just getting—it's getting. It's getting it was. It's been bananas from the start, and now it's going full fruit cocktail. It's just, <laughs> they just don't give a. They don't give a crap anymore. They're just yeah. doing whatever. I remember the last one I watched when they were going through the buildings in Dubai, like just like launching out the buildings and landing in the next building. But it's a genius. Like I really wish I I would have thought of it because it's a genius franchise if you think about it. And I would say franchise because it's like so big. You're always going to have new cool cars that come out, new cool paint colors, like everything is new and cool. And I tell you what, so um, I have Forza on the Xbox, right? Now Forza, you get these really awesome cars, like you get barn finds, you get like cool cars and you can like customize the paint job. Now you're seeing the stuff that people customize in Forza. You're seeing that generation is now hitting where they're owning cars and they're having the matte finish with the fucking orange top and like, it looks pretty cool. Like some of the shit you have, but I'm like, wow, nobody would have done that years ago. But it's because like now all of a sudden people are like, yeah, I had a car like this and Forza, I always wanted this car, you know, like it's pretty I, cool. I saw some video of a, a Lamborghini and I don't know if it's fake or, or real, but the guy had like a Lamborghini remote and he was actually changing the color of the car with the remote oh nice like how cool is that like you know it's gonna happen like maybe because it- no then. it then the car was red no blue no green no yeah. black it was like, a black lamborghini officer as you can see i have a neon green lamborghini that's right you must be drinking right now because i don't see a green lamborghini i don't see <laughs> a black lamborghini i see a green lamborghini that's so awesome Whew. technology man yes yeah, so, oh so so we were talking about margaritas and the- <laughs> margaritas yeah. to merkins to for, uh cars. we've uh, this we've been all over the place so far with this Good. but yes so watermelon margarita summer this has been a favorite of mine for the last three years this is like my go-to summer drink and i'll tell you why number one it's delicious that's 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 part and parcel it's delicious but also you can drink them and you can kind of The watermelon kind of helps you stay hydrated, which sounds kind of weird. I like that. Yeah. But it does. You can, like, if you had a pitcher of a margarita, you'd probably get pretty toasted. You picture this. Interesting. They actually have watermelon juice now in the stores. I like the pulp. I need that texture. I like, that's part of what makes it enjoyable to me. It's like, I like pulp in my orange juice. I like pulp in my margarita. I'm a pulp fan too. So this margarita. So I mentioned Costco before we were talking about it. Kirkland Signature makes a premium golden margarita, ready to drink. It's got the tequila in there. It's, not, it's delicious as it is, but I am yeah. not someone to take things as they're handed to me. I like to modify them, adjust them to my personal tastes. You're life hacking so, it. I like I'm it. I'm life hacking it. So, a little crushed ice, some watermelon, and the coup de grace of this beverage is the Tanteo Jalapeno Tequila. Ooh. Ah, so you get the watermelon which is nice and sweet and fun, and you got the tantio jalapeno tequila. So where do you get the Like I I never had that. It's uh it's starting to pop up all over the place now. Um yeah. they do a chipotle one too, a chipotle tequila. I haven't tried that one, but I will tell you man, this is 100% blanco tequila, 100% agave blanco tequila infused with fresh jalapenos. You open this bottle and you smell jalapenos and if you just drink it straight it burns your mouth like it's no joke this stuff and again you put a little bit of this with the watermelon and the golden margarita ready to drink you have a goddamn beautiful beverage my friend nice that sounds good like it really is tasty you know i don't like tequila but i love margaritas it's all mixed in with the stuff and you know it's a little hint but you've started to have some good tequila like the if you I, have two good tequila, it's different. Like I usually, I don't know. I I usually I stay away from tequila, so like I'm just I usually stay away. But uh but if if some anejos are really good. Yeah, but the Tanteo, I think I've seen that, and uh, that's interesting. I gotta try it one of these days. And what are you having out of? I'm having have a frosty mug, of course. Boom, boom. It's Why frosty. wouldn't I? I have three of them because one obviously ruptured on re-entry so you know we got three of them so i ordered uh some um martini glasses from wayfair and i ordered a set of six so it comes in two of them are broken so i call up wayfair i'm like look do you want me to send these back or you know do you want me to send them back and then you send me a replacement or you send me a replacement and then i send them back like what how does this work they're like, Oh, just keep them. We'll send you another, another set. And I was like, okay. okay. Like while that was fun and fine and dandy, like I don't need more than like four glasses anyway. And I ordered six. So now I got a set of 10 and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with the other four? So I'm like trying to give them away to people and people are like, Oh, I don't need glasses. Oh no, that's all right. I don't need them. I'm like, will somebody take these goddamn glasses from me? So did you get stemless list or stemmed? I got the stemmed. I'm a classic. I'm, I like the classical stuff. See, I hate stemmed glasses. You don't like, like stemware I, at all. I don't like, I don't, I like stemless wine glasses. I like stemless martini glasses. I, just, I like the stemless wine glass. If it is the vacuum sealed Yeti stemless kind of thing. Doesn't have to be Yeti, but it has to be that kind of thing. It's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Cause red wine, I know. What's the temperature? Fifty something degrees or whatever, almost room temperature. I drink my red wine at room temperature, but white wine, I want it to stay nice and uh, nice and chill. Yeah, see, I have one stemless martini glass that I use for my Manhattans, and I lost one of them. It was, Uh, it just, it died. And now they were, they were free ones. They were gentleman Jack freebies, and I love this glass. I have one left, but I did find that I had a couple of they sell. This brand, Host, they actually sell martini freeze plastic martini glasses. So like the... That sounds good. So the unbreakable like, ones are great because you do them outside or inside. It's like the frosty mug, but it's in a martini glass. So you freeze the whole glass. See, that sounds good. Yes. I'm looking at these. Now, they're $34 for two of them. But you know what? It's well worth it. Well worth it. So the stemless, like I've seen, I've had stemless at bars where they do the stemless and it sits in a bowl and in the bowl, they of ice and it keeps it colder. That's actually pretty, pretty baller. But for having that at home, that's a lot of shit to have. You got a bowl and you got a glass. Like I don't, I just want to fucking take something out, make a martini and especially a martini. Like you're making a martini. Like I don't want to have to make the bowl that it sits into, you know what I mean? Too much work. Too much work. Throw it in the freezer. Too much ice. Too much work they in the um, fridge. I like it. Yeah. I like these. And you yeah, have outside unbreakable. Unbreakable. That's what I like. Cause you know what? The stem again, you have the freaking stems on there. Another thing I'll, I will drunkenly drop and break. Here's the problem though. Like, so <laughs> I love the idea of unbreakable and I've seen a lot of unbreakable shit. When you have something that you drink alcohol out of, <laughs> When you get drunk, you're like, hey, man, I'm breaking up? You're going to try to break that shit. I guarantee you. Eight times out of 10, you're going to break that shit. So in a way, it's kind of like when you wake up the next morning, like broken glass over the place. It like, actually makes you reevaluate your life and your decisions and forces you to be a little bit smarter next time. That's right. It talks to you. It says, come on, pussy. You can't break me. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I heard this when I was drunk. And then you break it and the next morning you go, I gotta, I gotta change some things <laughs> up, man. This is just <laughs> thank you, stemless <laughs> stemless glassware. Fuck. This this shan't do. <laughs> I thought this was unbreakable. Me you it, you're giving a stern yell reveal. I got hammered and ran this over my car, and that shit broke. <laughs> <laughs> I want a refund. Sir, it was not meant to be run over. If you drop it from a normal height. Yeah, I did that, and it didn't break, and I just... This is not a 500-pound alligator we're talking about here. <laughs> this is breakable. This all is right. So we are here in the app rate today, and since it's summer, we're going to talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. And this is from the good folks at NPR. They We talked about a... Wasn't it a bar a couple weeks ago that's serving non-alcoholic beverages for all those fun people who don't like to drink? And now it's becoming... In drivers. So let's put it out there. The drivers. Just for... So you have a bar full of drivers and then a bar full of passengers. Yes. There's oh, really they should weird. separate them. Have a drinking and non-drinking a non-drinking section. Yin and a yang. Boom. And then you could put quarters, have a smoking and a non-smoking. So you separate everything into like one of four quadrants. And then maybe they can communicate with text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all just blocked off that's really romantic that right there that's a that's a recipe for romance if i that did. sounds like fun <laughs> goddamn party in a bottle right that's there a you got mail like 2020 <laughs> so yeah so craft beer without the buzz brewing new options for the sober curious uh, let's talk about Athletic Brewing Company. They offered a non-alcoholic limited edition double hop IPA last week, and it sold out in 32 seconds. And they were totally overwhelmed by this. And they release limited batch brews in small quantities, 5,200 cases at a time. And they've recently doubled their capacity and footprint. So they're Connecticut-based and they distribute it at 2000 stores in the northeast and uh, the guy who started it and his buddy they started this brewing company and they wanted to give people a cool way to you know kind of moderate their drinking and be sober but still have fun and i'm still trying to wrap my head around this i guess i probably should have read the article a little bit closer but i don't know what they're doing to the to it to make it alcohol-free because i feel like there are certain ingredients you can't use or the fermentation process has to be changed I think it, well if you don't put the yeast in right that's not gonna metabolize the sugar into alcohol okay so maybe it's something with the yeast they do i don't know but they've made non-alcoholic beer for a long time right like they i mean like yeah, like oh duels and all that crap if you think about it, like as funny as it is, like we used to make fun of it, like growing up and stuff like that, like old ah, duels. I remember when they first came out, well, like that, and the the Coors cutter, horse like, cutter, right? I mean, all that stuff. Like I looked at it and I was laughing when I was when I was young because it was the first time it was introduced. But you actually think about it now, and I'm like, that was actually pretty pioneering for them to come out with something. Where they want to sell beer because that's their product, but they know people don't want to have alcohol. So why not make something for people that don't want to drink or can't drink because they're driving or want to cool it out? Like maybe have a few eight percent IPAs, and you're like, "Hey, hey, I still like beer. I'm not drinking water. Give me a cutter." <laughs> and like, like, I mean, I after reading this article, I kind of thought to myself, I'm "Like, well, why do I drink beer? Is it because I really like the flavor of it? Is it because I like the the kind of slightly euphoric feel from the alcohol is that step three <laughs> yeah, seriously right like why do i like if this didn't give me a buzz if i if am i just drinking it for the flavor would i still drink it and i don't know if i can answer that question to be honest with you i kind of like a little bit of both i've thought about this and um i would probably drink it once in a while um for the flavor and just just to have uh you you know what i like i like the carbonation i like the flavor so that would be kind of cool. And actually, I, I actually think like, if they make a craft, so if they make a craft IPA, like, let's put it this way they make craft IPA, craft pale ale, whatever you like, if they can make a craft beer that you like, uh, that's not bad. I mean, I look at the all day IPA, right? I like founders, great brewing company. They make the founders all day IPA hands down. It tastes like an i a regular IPA, a seven or eight percent IPA, and it's like four point two percent alcohol. It's great. You drink that on the beach and or, you know, at a football game, and it's the same as like a Bud or a Coors. You're not getting hammered all day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they could do any of those like big like oat cream IPAs without making them get yeah, nine, ten, eleven percent. Well, and again, I want to it'd, see. it'd be great like having like a three percent big double IPA that's you have still have all that flavor and creaminess and texture, but you're not getting all the alcohol. Yeah. Well, so, if I could have a 3% and be fine, I think I would live in Utah <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Utah. Fucking love Utah. It's just, again, I love it. I, it's the government and too many stupid laws. Like get out of people's lives. Let them live their fucking life. Honestly, I think I'm back on the Utah bandwagon. I, I think 4% should be the maximum. That's, that's it. Out. Figure, <laughs> you know what art is best created within constraints? And it's when it. you have a constraint of only four percent, you have to try a little harder with the flavors and your ingredients. Boom, boom! Right in there. It's like I'm a party in it. my mouth. Boom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Utah's gonna Utah. Keep with the party tune. I'm gonna skip around on our outline and be like, in London. The first ever nude pub license was issued, and it's all just a bunch of dudes. <laughs> just a bunch of dudes. Like, when the birds showing up, um, the birds ain't showing up, mate. Do rubbing tug. The birds ain't showing up, mate. It's gonna be all dudes, like from the neighborhood. Like, how eh, how you doing, Governor? Those old bangers, no mash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right so um in in london and in, this is the first so london has a uh in london whole neighborhood norman's coach and horses pub uh was issued the first permit to allow nude um like to be nude uh Ever and what started as a nude charity calendar featuring featuring pub regulars sparked the idea for the coach and horse to become the first drinking hole to apply a, for a nudist license. Bar so, granted it. Can you still order this calendar? <laughs> I know it's June already, the end of June. But I like, there's no oh, way. There's no way. There's like any sort of like muscle tone on any sort of these pub <laughs> regulars that are posing no. nude for this calendar. It's gonna be the definitely the soccer build, the lean wiry guy. I'm wiry. Um, Look we'll at Nigel showing his bits. There'll be a lot of white flesh. Be no tans. No even not even tan lines. Didn't you see the full Monty? It's this is exactly be. what it's gonna be. Very, very pale people. It's the goddamn um, full Monty in real life. Stop, huh? Oh, coaching horses. Norman's coaching horses. Stop Fuller's gentrifying a local club. <laughs> I don't know what a Fuller know. is. I don't know. Hashtag no, no pride in Fuller's. Hashtag save Coach Soho. Oh, there's the Soho nude calendar. Hello. Hello, ladies. Nude cock. <laughs> yes, is. there's is a nude cock. Needy's. And beast of Soho nude calendar. We Read more. It. The nude Cockney sing-along. It was last week. I can't stop pressing oh the button. my God. Ah, uh, is- we missed it. God, da- scroll down. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a naked The, dude the, the little banana. cat's looking like, dude, you're naked. The cat's it's like, bro, naked. no more peanut butter. I don't want any more. <laughs> bro, man, you got a full-on beard and you're naked. I can't do this, man. He's like, I don't like the taste of HP sauce, mate. Damn! <laughs> hey, mate, smell this. Does this smell like rupees? <laughs> Does this smell like Clariform? <laughs> Fancy a nude night? Damn! if Bill Cosby was out of jail now. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit! So, um, they were granted the permit, and they're going to have nude nights for locals and tourists alike. Mm. So they haven't had the first naked evening yet. Hasn't been finalized, but um, I, lo- I love how I'm going to say this. So Lord Alistair Choate, which is the pub landlord, <laughs> Alister Choate, said it should be an evening in June, giving us enough time to buff our butts over London for a pint and a peak. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I-, I like where they're going with this. Uh, I got to say they should have a partner bar in um, the Florida Keys because there's there's one there that I heard is nude. Yeah, I uh, I really can't see too many positive things happening with a nude bar. I mean, come on, man. You know how this is going to end. So I love when you start reading the reviews, the uh, comments on the article. There's the really hope they wash sanitize the bar stools after. Um, <laughs> stupid! It's not a pub; it's a sex club. And I love Red Boomerang says like a nude beach. Most really should be stay clothed. Yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Pretty, naked Anglo Saxons is a grotesque character. <laughs> Dude, this is Orange Hammer. Thor. The Thor's orange, way in. Making <laughs> Anglo-Saxons is a grotesque image. At least force them through a near bath first. That's Donald Trump talking. <laughs> He's the Orange Hammer. Oh, shit. Oh, Red Boomerang right away. You have a problem with Anglo-Saxons? God damn. <laughs> and Green Anchor over the top, Brexiteers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God damn, I love fighting words. Damn! I don't know, people white. pull up their swords pretty quickly. No pun when, intended. When white people get real. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I uh, I salute you. You had the balls to do this. So, I yeah, I, I think maybe we should do a podcast live from there. It's the first of many nude establishments in the area of London. N- nude is very hot right now. <laughs> Twigs and berries. Why do I have bar? So and berries. Uh, the oh. question is: Do you have to walk in there naked? I mean, like, when does the nakedness start? Like, is there like a corridor you go through and like remove your clothes? And it's like, hey, it's party time. Is it the edge of the block? Is it the moment you give the password, Fidelio? Like, what what happens then? Do you have to wear a mask? Do you wear no mask? I I'd, I'd like to see some sort of. Are mask. pets allowed? Like, you know, service Ooh. pets? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, monkeys. It's just- <laughs> It's going to be a bunch of fat (laughs) drunk dudes. It's like What if what if it's really crowded and guys are like like rubbing their dicks on you as they're walking by? You know what crowded bars are like. Well, do they have a girl to guy ratio limit? Eh, But could you imagine? Would anyone be comfortable? All dudes watching a soccer game naked. Uh, Like, all right, I'm out. I gotta. Well, you gotta think. What kind of crazy chick is going to want to be in a room full of naked dudes? A crazy chick that wants to get a lot of dick is what I'm saying. Or maybe a girl that just wants to flaunt it, wants to get the eye, the alluring eye of the neighboring visitors. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she wants to tease everybody. Like, hey, what's up? You're never going to get this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bunch of dudes there with like semis, like bumping into each other. I think it's a great idea for girls because they they can look at him like, dude, there is no way unless you shave your ass that I'm going to be with you. Like, you better get rid of that chest hair. Like, they can give pointers. They can walk up, but, like, you're never going to get somebody, like, looking like this. You know what I'm saying? Don't you want to have, like, the best image of yourself? Like, don't you want to look great naked? Just saying. Just how does this chick judge you? How do you get there? People judge you. People look at you, man. Dude, you got to trim that stuff. You know what I'm right. just saying? You know, like, you need somebody to, like, hit you on the on the arm, but, like, Hello, governor. You need to trim the uh, around the uh, twig and berries a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, there's. I just yeah. This seems like a completely <laughs> horrible idea. Yeah, there's a lot of uncomfortable situations and conversations coming. And uh, could you imagine being like after skiing at like an après ski bar and to make it <laughs> après ski bar, après ski bar. Everyone's just like smelling, smelling, sweating. Still, Ugh. you know, the one hairy guy hanging out in the bar, like, hey, what's up? Harry guy's always gonna be naked first. <laughs> Harry guy's like, yeah, I got hair. I'm still clothed. He's the squatch. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck, folks. Squatching, squatching out the competition. We'll have we'll have the links there if you want to go <laughs> and check this this wonderful spot out. Put on your calendar. Yeah. I think we're gonna skip the last story because it's a bummer. I don't want to talk about it right now. And I think Oh no, you go. gotta cover it, man. I like I like the motto. Yeah. All right. So we will talk about it. And this sounds, do it. I'd like you to do it. Okay. So, um, the iconic master distiller of whistle passed away and I like, you know, they have a model at whistle pig after his death and it is what would Dave do? Um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so they said, you know, November 1st, 2018 was a dark day for the world of whiskey. When Dave Pickrell longtime distiller who helped grow maker's Mark and, um, and a lot of their other brands, one of which is whistle pig, he, uh, passed away suddenly at the age of 62. So it was a tremendous like loss for the distiller. Um, and you know, eh, cool looking guy you know um but they said he did a lot for the company and a lot for like getting and if you think about um when he started back there they're saying uh 2007 um he helped um launch whistlepig and they said whistlepig 2.0 he had vision like he actually like helped push this bourbon movement and if you look at where bourbon is now if you even if you don't like bourbon you don't like whiskey or whatever um i gotta say in the last i say 10 years it has grown from like your grandfather's drink of choice to hey i'm gonna go get a bourbon cocktail i'm gonna get a whiskey and something you know it's just like really impressive like the way they've done that um yeah. Bourbon's definitely kind of it, it become more palatable over the last decade. You know, it's, it's become smoother, more refined, easier to drink.
1: So, yeah. yeah.
0: And a lot of it is with, you know, these kind of pioneering distillers who, you know, you know, tweaked a few knobs in the process and, and made things well, more fun and palatable to drink. Well, and here's the thing that like everybody should take note, like whatever industry you're working in, wherever you work at, like there's a leader, like whether it's a designated leader or kind of like the person that you just follow, that's like, you know, a nice man or a nice woman that kind of leads you along that kind of mentors you and, and kind of, you know, pushes things along without having to be like the jerk All you know, maybe they have the title, maybe they don't, but whatever position that is, that that's the leader. That's the alpha dog of your place. Um, and he was that to whistle pig. Um, and you know, since he passed, they actually have this term, uh, WWDD. What would Dave do? So they kinda, they said that, you know, when he passed in 2017, they actually, the CEO said they had to grow up in a hurry and, you know, it's a lot of people working in a position. And what would happen if your structure of where you work today were gone, right? You'd have to step up. And I guess, you know, that's kind of one of the things they they told to their people. is like, you know, we have to step up. And if you have a question, what would Dave do? Like that, that's what you would think, you know? And uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a it's a good tribute to him that he still uh, is having an effect on the people that kind of are there um what if we died who would carry on the podcast that's what we're looking for yeah we need to the next generation is not ready yet for the podcast where's that intern yeah i don't think benjamin's ready to take this over yet what would brian do what would mary do you know mary would drink a shit ton and just like say a bunch of shit and pass out you know that <laughs> would happen uh what would nick do like we could say that what would john do what would you know? You, you gotta. I'm what sure. would you do from this point forward if nobody was there to guide you in your everyday work or, or life, you know, like it's one of the things, like you said, it's a bummer and it's a bummer. Cause I think about a lot of things. And I, I mean, Hey, when I lost my dad, I was like, well, what would my dad do? You know, what would the person leading you into what, what, whatever you do in your career, what would they do? And that's your mentor and that's great. It's great to have a mentor. It's great to have had somebody touch your life in a way that you can follow their example and that will lead your life into a good path. Yeah. No, a hundred percent true. Like, you know I'm looking at your skis on the wall behind you. And you know, the skis are the skis are asking, why am I on the goddamn wall? Dude, not they I, not on your feet on the goddamn snow. Dude, they're pissed at me every day. Every day I come into this place, they're pissed at me. You know, that's why I love my one pair of black crows they, on the actual ski right where you're where you're uh, you lock in your boot. It Thanks. says, if you can read this, you're not skiing. Oh, see? Yeah. If you can read this, you're not skiing. Unless a, you're a fucking superhero. <laughs> unless, unless, unless you're skiing with your hands and your right. bindings. That's right. Now, if I was Iron Man, I'd ski where the fuck I wanted. Think about that. Yeah. Iron Man should have had, like skis. Pop out. It's the same. I'm sure you did at one point. Yeah. Not anymore. So Wait. yeah, so it's you know, it's it's always good to, to, to take a second and, and self reflect and and you know, think about, you know, imagine like just having a life where you had that much passion for what you were doing, that you, you know, dedicated your life to a craft. And I think so many of us right now kind of have jobs that we, we don't love that are just just a, a paycheck. You know, and if we could really just kind of hone our abilities and our skills and our passions and just work with those and, and do that every day, like just how much more joy we'd have in our life. Again, like if we do this every day or turn this into something we're working on every day. Yeah. Like that That's, that's our goal. <laughs> well, if you're, even if you are listening to us, you're, you're you know, maybe you're thinking we're established. I mean, Hey, we just started this on a whim. We're like, Hey, let's do a fucking podcast and this is where we're doing. But I tell you, you have a big job at a big company and that's all great and fine and dandy. But I've been in a position where you have a job, you have a company and you're worried that you can go out of business every day. And it is fucking scary. And I tell you that fear leads you to to realize what's really important in your life. Have you been pushed to that point where you realize what's important in your life? And that's where you set your list of, here's my list of important things. When you had Benjamin born, I'm sure that was one of the top of the things on your list that wasn't there two, three years before. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what happens in life. I mean, you, you go along and you, your priorities change and it's good. It's good to have people touch your life. It's good to people help and touch other people's lives. I mean, that's that's where you're a good person versus a shitty person. You, you know, it's funny, like, you know, when, when Benjamin was born, most people think like, oh, you know, you're gonna buckle down your career and work harder and try to move up. I actually have the complete opposite. Like, I've... I've like, fuck this place. <laughs> well, no, you really realize <laughs> what's important. Not as important, right? You realize how, like, some people, like, all they care about is their career and get to the next level and getting promoted. Dude, all that shit is a facade. It's all just, just dangle this carrot in front of you that you think, oh, if I'm making, you know, $200,000 a year, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to make two fifty dollars a year or $100,000 or whatever, whatever your your number is that you think is the number that's going to lead to your happiness. All that job and that promotion is going to lead to is more time away from doing what you love. Unless your job is you love doing it. If you love your job, that's, that's, well, that's what they you've, say you're never working a day in your life, right? Right. You've you've you know cracked the code, but like I look at my job and I my full time gig and I get I derive zero joy from it. I would. It's actually made me look at it and go. I don't ever want my son to have a corporate job. I want him to figure out his own destiny, to be his own man, to be his own person, to, you know, yeah, maybe he's a struggling artist or a ski bum or, but if he's like passionate about what he does and loves what he does every single day, like that's what I want for him. Not to just be, you know, mindlessly commuting to work and thinking oh fuck, it's Tuesday. It's three more days till the weekend it's not a way to live life. Life is so short and so precious. And if you're not doing what you love doing, you have to make a change. Well, here's the other thing too. Like, you know, uh, one of the big things I do is I look back at photos sometimes and I look back and I'm like, Holy shit, I was really happy. You know what I mean? I'm really happy now, but I look back and I'm like, wow, I was, I was really miserable and then I was really happy way back. And then I was really miserable and then really happy. And you realize there are moments in your life where you're happy and you're miserable or whatever, not whatever. Um, but you see it in other people. And I posted something on Instagram two days ago. It was my nephew, James and as the first time he touched snow. He's from, born in Florida and he was up visiting me when I was up in Pinebrook. And I think it had snowed a little and there was some snow on the trees And there's the picture I posted of him and you know, I put on there, remember the first time you ever touched snow. That was actually the first time you ever touched snow. And if you zoom in and you look at his expression, he's so fucking happy. I've never seen that kid happier in my entire life. You know, he touched snow, it was fucking great. And I tell you what, you you start thinking back in moments of your life where you're truly happy. And that's when you realize Happiness is there for all of us. We just have to tune in to what really makes us happy. And that's that's where we're at. Like yeah, it, and it's not it's a, usually a it's usually not something you bought in a store or something you you know there's so many things that we think like oh if I well, as soon as I get this, I'll be happy and you know what it's never the case it's never a thing that's gonna make you happy it's gonna be an experience, it's a person it's people it's you know it's it's being part of something that's gonna yeah. make you happy like and that's why, you know, you, you look at people again who make a ton of money, a lot of times they're miserable because they think because of this job or because of this promotion or because of what you're doing here, you're making all this extra money. And you know what? Because I'm making this much money, I'm gonna buy this fancy car and I'm gonna get this fancy watch, and I'm gonna go yeah. do this. But you know what? Like it's it's not that's not what's making them happy. It never you keep chasing that carrot, you keep trying to get that next big that that's oh well once I get this then I'll be happy and you keep doing that and keep saying that to yourself and you have this giant house full of a bunch of shit and you're still not happy yep well because when you get that recognition I've been in the place where I've gotten the recognition I've gotten the promotion I've gotten the kudos whatever and then you look and there's nobody there to share it with you and you know what I was missing in my life I was missing that whole structure of like, well, what does it really mean to you in your whole life? And you know what I realized? I was like, fucking it means nothing. It means what it means is what it means to me in my life. Not like getting that, achieving that goal. So that's when you really start honing in on your goals. Like I was happier having Opry Ski at the Follet Deuce and Val Terenz. <laughs> and I was getting my fucking first, my job as a director. like that. Like while wow, that was great and financially actually got me to go to Val Thorens, <laughs> um, I was happier visiting Val for like it was the, actually that one day was just elation. And you're like, what was good about it? Is I just had a great fucking time. It was, it was dancing and drinking and everybody skiing. It was, it was the whole package for me. And that's when you realize what what made that happen: skiing, dancing, hanging with friends. Like that's important to me. And then, you know, do that in your life. And I, I tell you what, you realize that you'll be much happier if you stick to that. Because like you said, the price tag, the, the, the status, it means shit. I've been around people that are multimillionaires, you know, what? they're fucking miserable. And they even say like, I thought it was going to be better, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but then by the time they get into that whole system they're millionaires, they're in a system, they can't get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get a stage three cancer diagnosis and then they go, Oh shit. This is my time is actually limited. I'm not superhuman. I'm not a God. I'm just a pile of meat, pile of flesh with an expiration date. Like we all are. Yep. It's kind of like 300, right? So 300, you're looking at these dudes, they go out there, they're fighting this Persian army, whatever. And they're ready to die at any point in time. And they're happy dying. You know why? Because they've lived a good life. And that's the, the that's what you want to do. You want to be able to live a good life. So if you pass at any point in time, you're happy. You die with a smile on your face. And that's how we should all live. That's why, you know, but I think that's why a lot of people are so frustrated and so concerned and worried about dying and trying to, you know, live to, a, you know, a, a higher number to a, an older age, because we're not, living the lives we want to live. And we think, well, if I'm around a little bit longer, then maybe I'll have time to figure out what's going to make me happy. And we keep like delaying this and dealing with our bullshit everyday lives that we're not happy with thinking that if we live a little, a little more time, we can figure out what we want. I know what I fucking want. I want to ski more. I want to be on the mountain in the mountains all the time. Am I there now? No. Why? Because I'm, I'm selling my life to a particular job. Yeah, and, or lifestyle. I mean, you know, it, it all happens. I mean, but that's just it. So, like, everybody puts that thing out there. They say, "Someday I'll do this. Someday, 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 someday. When is this? Hum- someday? Someday is not an actual thing. Someday's a an idea of I'm going to kick it down the road. Someday's never going to come. It's true. You have to. You have to make it happen. Yeah. You know what? Life's not going to. Life's not going to wait around for you. You're going to get. You're going to lose. Uh you're going to lose cartilage in your knees. You're going to get older and atrophy your muscles. And you're not going to be in as good a shape and be as young as you are now ever again. And you have to take advantage of that while you can. So I'm like one of the, I, I listen to Les Brown once in a while. And You know, he's old school, like motivational speaker. And a lot of people have taken his stuff and then modified it and, and, and do that stuff. And, uh, one of the things that caught me, he was like, so it's the quote where he's talking about what if you were on your deathbed and sitting around you were all the things that life gave you that you could do. You could be a sports person. You could be like, you could be an athlete. You can do amazing things. You're smart. Like all these things that for whatever reason you didn't let them live. And on your deathbed, they look at you and they say, we came to you and you let us die. We're going to die with you. I mean, that's fucking scary to me. Oh yeah. You know I mean? uh... You have all this potential, but if you don't use that potential, and you don't live your life and be happy, it's gonna die with you. And there's nothing, nobody, you could just breathe easily because you know what? There's nothing that's anybody's gonna do about it. It's it's for you to do something with it. And if you do something with it, great. If you don't, well, that dies with you too. Oof. Yeah, that's heavy. It's pretty scary as fu- uh, shit, but I tell you. And then and then there's another one that he has uh, another really. Big one, he says. Most of us go through life quietly, tiptoeing to an early grave. We don't want to. We don't want to stomp. We don't want to, you know, let anybody know that we're living, and we tiptoe and we die, thinking someday I'm going to do this, someday I'm going to do that. One day, someday, one day, and you know what you get caught in? Never. It's never. You never do it. So, like we talked, we're going to go. We want to go to Revelstoke. We want to go to Kicking Horse. Hey. We're going to, we're looking to make that shit happen. We're not sitting there saying, oh yeah, we're going to, when, when we get really big rock star kind of shit, we're going to do it now. We'll do it someday. Yeah. And someday is going to be like now, tomorrow, this week, next year. It's going to happen. Yeah. And we just keep doing the same shit every day. It's next trend. year, It's always next year. Yeah. It's like the thorough quote, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. It's funny. A lot of people celebrate on on New Year's, right? And they're all like, "Oh yeah, happy New Year's and shit." And they don't think about anything. I get a little quiet, a little, kind of, a little depressed before New Year's. And people are like, "Mary, why are you gonna, you know?" I'm like, "You know what? I look at all the shit that I didn't do this year that I wanted to do." And people are like, "That's kind of depressing." I'm like, "Well, but what do you? New Year's is just like a mark of like at least it's a one year mark to say, look." get your shit in order. And like, what do you want to do next year? And really commit to it. You know, like really set that next, this next year in another week, I'm going to freaking do this. I'm going to plan and and book it, you know, and do it. Otherwise don't put it on your fucking list. Yeah. The whole idea of a bucket list I love, but a bucket list you should review at least once a year and see where you haven't gotten to where you want to go and change it that's why i like christmas because i always try to like that week before i try to or actually starting thanksgiving i sort of try to analyze where i was last year like again a lot of people use new year's as their right. their guide i use like thanksgiving to christmas because that's you know the holiday season pre-ski season pre no. like, right when ski season's getting rolling. Oh, i get it. i use that as the time like okay where was i last thanksgiving what did i say i was going to do and where what have i done and, you know, last year was big for us because, again, we've rebranded. We relaunched the site. We started doing our merch. We like, like right now, like everything I drink out of has our logo on it. Like I I just I love that we've we've created something. You know, again, we don't have millions of followers. We're not making a ton of money. But you know what? We started something. And so many people in their head say, I'm going to do this. And you know what? We just did it. We just did it. And, you know, again, we're not we're not making tons of money. We don't have tons of followers, but you know what? We did it and we're going to keep doing it. And that's way more than most people will ever do. Yep. And I think that's fucking awesome on us. And there's some people that are, that are like in our situation, like you said, that are next year, they're going to say someday, next year, someday, next year, and they're not going to do it. Yeah. It's just taking that first step is always the hardest. Yeah. Once you do, you've already taken one step and your body's already moving, getting ready to take that second step. And you then once that second step's down, the third step comes, it just keeps going. You keep following the momentum that you start. So if you don't ever start anything, your momentum is not going to take you anywhere. But once you do, just you just gotta just do something, just anything. Just start moving in the right direction and you'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also um it's kind of like the Warren Miller movie is like it it kind of hits you, right? He says, if you don't do it this near mm-hmm. this year, you'll be one year older when you do, right? Oh, yeah. But how old are you going to be able to do what you want to do? Right. So now you're talking, let's say if you live to be a hundred, that's great, right? You're gonna to want to do crazy shit till you're like 30. You want to do other shit till you're like 40, then 50, then 60. Like you have marks, right? And pretty much I see myself skiing pretty well the same way I want to ski now, probably till about almost 70, right? So now I'm thinking, instead of thinking, even if I live to be a hundred, I don't have to a hundred to do the shit that I want to do to ski the places I want to ski. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to cut that down by 30 years maybe a little bit more right now you take my age that i'm at now now you're talking about the window is closing again a lot smaller and now you're talking it closes exponentially like 30 years 20 years 10 years and then when like that's what you got to look at like your your timeline is and that's assuming you stay in good health you know yeah that's a big assumption it's fucking horrible dark window. to look at things but especially I being up. in florida you got pythons in your backyard and alligators, that? meth heads. God, every, there's a lot of shit that can kill you down here. <laughs> meth heads. <laughs> the meth head population is, is like growing. I don't know what happens. It's actually growing everywhere. World War Z down there. <laughs> That's right. Fucking zombie apocalypse coming. You know, at what point? You think you might have 20 years. Zombie apocalypse or sugar volcano comes. You're fucked. You only had 10. And you don't even know, It's gone meteorites everything everything's coming after you everything is, is is there to give you a warning that you should be making this happen now exactly you tomorrow is not guaranteed that's that's the one i tell you what i have know a lot of people that pass and i tell you what you could say you're going to do this tomorrow tomorrow next year another day tomorrow may never come you might not wake up tomorrow yep. do the fucking shit you have to do today get make, it done make it happen Get it, goddamn, done. Mm. Goddamn. That was the deepest App Pray Today segment we've ever had. I almost cried in that App Pray. That's fucked up. That's I like a a was crying out <laughs> This is not App Pray isn't for crying. App Pray is for partying. Goddamn. I think I need to take a whiz. I think that's why App pray, so, pray Today segment is so wonderful. We look forward to it because, again, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of life and of the day. Yeah, it is. See, you go out, you conquered, and then you celebrate that conquering, and you reflect. See, with deep reflection, we're deeply yeah. reflecting. That's right, we're doing now. Yes. Let's get into the Genjula. All right. So first up in the old gondola a uh, twenty-five year, twenty-five hundred year old bong suggests ancient Chinese got high at funerals. Damn, I love the Chinese. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show, like, this plant has been part of human consciousness and within human society for way longer than any of these stupid laws that these bought and sold politicians have ever known. Awesome. Um, hey, Brian, I'm not uh, seeing your levels that high. My levels aren't that high? Are oh, they better now? All right, I'll talk into the mic. I think Damn. I was reading and not talking into ah. the microphone. That's bad on me. Hey, I just want to mention something. I know people are going to be like texting me tomorrow, like, "What the fuck, man? What happened? We can't hear the madness. We can't hear the madness, man." I heard you getting hammered in the (laughs) right (laughs) today. So yeah, so historians have long been aware of the use of cannabis in ancient times, and it's one of the oldest cultivated plants in East Asia. And references to it appear in written text as early as 1000 BCE. Damn! Now a group of researchers from the Chinese Academy of Sciences has added something significant to the historical record, a 2,500-year-old bong. The archaeologists who discovered the ancient smoking device referred to it more scientifically as a wooden brazier. But essentially, it's a big old group bong used to hotbox the ceremonial hut at funerals. Damn, the hotbox, the hot... uh, What do they do? The sweat hut, the sweat lodge? It's fucking great. Hotbox, yeah, the right? sweat, hot sweat lodge. That's why they were really hallucinating. It's the heat plus the THC. Oh, <sighs> yeah, right? Crunking it up, man. The research led by archaeologist Meng Ren and published earlier this week in the Journal of Science Advances, noted that chemical analysis of a burned botanical residue at the Jerzankal Cemetery in the eastern Pamir region of China indicates that cannabis plants were burned in wooden braziers during mortuary ceremonies. This suggests cannabis was smoked as part of ritual and or religious activities in western China by at least 2,500 years ago. Damn. And that cannabis plants produce high levels of psychoactive compounds. All right. How about a Snoop Dogg TAT sweat lodge? Dude, that's friggin' that's some bootang shit right there. That's what I'm saying. See, that's it just came Wu-Tang. to me. I had, I had to look it up. I'm like, does Snoop Dogg, does Snoop Dogg have like a chain of sweat lodges where manu- marijuana is like legal? Recreational, dude. It just you know what? Again, I, again, I hate harping on. I re- I was just bitching to Andrea about you know bought and sold politicians again upstairs, but isn't it so funny how Europe, a uh, a continent that has been ravaged by wars for mo- for thousands of years, yeah, they've been so much infighting. I know I have relatives who are there. Um, my you know Andrea's side, her father lives in Norway. They are so anti pot over there. I mean, you have Portugal, which decriminalized everything. weird, yeah, right? You have Amsterdam, which is, you know, they've a bunch of pagan warrior people. They were fucking smoking weed like crazy. The rape—the Vikings that were raping and pillaging all throughout yeah. Scandinavia. No, hell, weed. Weed is so illegal in <laughs> Scandinavia. It's crazy. But you know what? Everyone's a fucking alcoholic. And that's fine because it's part of our tradition. Dude, if I go to Scandinavia this summer, which is still on the on the table, I'm walking in like fucking Snoop Dogg, like rolling one, like, what's up, bitches? It's just, it's so, it's so goofy how, again, you can go and, you know, drink till you're unconscious, but this plant that's been naturally growing for thousands and thousands of years. And, and- has not made a dent. Isn't that fucked up? It's It's just so bizarre. And you got to think the younger generation is getting a little bit sick of this and and trying to push some changes but you know they just have this this indoctrination that they're stuck on it's just it's it's again it's stupid but again you know america is a very different place than the rest of the world and that's something that we we often take for granted just how i don't know if progressive is the right word is but the the open to change and growth and uh you know, moving things forward that America does that a lot of countries, they don't do, they don't have that mindset. We're really like mentally a lot freer than other people because we think about shit and we're like, yeah, that's possible. Like we don't think it in in relation of, yeah, that would be cool, but like it's never going to be possible. Like we're like, why can't it be possible? You know, as annoying as it gets sometimes, we're in a world where we think anything's possible and that's great. That was one of the more interesting things I ever heard someone say about Americans versus other people's opinions. I think it was someone who's British. They were like, well, the thing about Americans is you always think things are going to turn out okay. Yep. And most other places don't have and there's way reality out, way around it. And there's like something we can do. Like we can always do something. You can't just sit and take it. We can innovate yep. or figure some way out of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're just kind of like, well, this is it. This is the way things are. And this is just the way they're going to remain. Let's go start goose stepping down the fucking street and follow. Like, well, everybody was yeah. doing it. I just started doing it too. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's the biggest difference. It seems like between America and everybody else is that we, we don't just take things as they are. We don't take things on face value. We, we analyze, we interpret, we try to figure out and change and manipulate and make things better. I mean, sometimes negative consequences occur, of course, but a lot of times, a lot of positives do too. I mean, we have our problems, like everybody has problems and our problems are aired like dirty laundry. And you know what, that's what it is. But I tell you, I I talked to somebody that was um, pretty high up in a real estate company and they were like, one of the flaws of some of the European countries are their willingness to follow blindly leadership which while it's good that you want people to follow leadership, you always want them to question leadership if something doesn't feel right. And I tell you what, you know, if, if, and they're talking about it in a business sense, not even a political sense, but like if you're, if the person leading your company is leading you down a really dark tunnel and it's going to fuck up your world and it's going to fuck up everything. Like, why wouldn't you tap them on the show and be like, this is a dumb idea. You know? Well, that's, that's really bad in Asian culture too. There was, yep. I forget one of those Malcolm Gladwell books. They were talking about one of the, the Korean air crash. I forget how long, that was like at least a decade ago. Yeah. They were talking about how the, um, the second in command pilot didn't want to challenge the pilot that was in command because that was a breach of etiquette culturally. And yeah, it's I like, mean. Hey, this is fucked up. We got to fix this. Or we're going to crash. He yeah. couldn't even bring that up because it was a, again, a breach of etiquette. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, uh, I'd rather crash. Rather than be, you know, and out, violate out that that protocol. Yeah, it's how crazy. fucked up is that? And, but Here you those cultural lines are so ingrained. I was actually when I I, I used to work at UPS and technology, and um, I tell you what, there was this Indian guy. We had consultants, and it was an Indian guy and an Indian girl. The Indian girl was like in charge of the Indian guy. She was like the the manager, and he was the, the programmer, and she was having a, a problem with him cause he wasn't like doing what she would tell him to do. Like, she was like, you know, you got to do it this way. You got to do this, whatever. And we, we started like asking her like, well, what's going on? Like, why aren't you, why aren't you getting this done? Like we told you how to do it. We told you what you want to do. And she actually explained to us, she's like, you know, it's hard because like I'm from a different caste system in India than this other person. And now, you know, he doesn't want to listen to me because I'm beneath him. But, and we're like, well, you're the manager and you're a lot smarter than most of the people we have here. So, and this isn't in fucking India. Yeah. So we actually told her, we're like, if you it, take group, did you get paid in rupees or you get paid in us fucking. dollars? Exactly. So we, we told her, we're like, well, if he's giving you that much of a problem, we'll have a talk with him. So we actually got, it got to the point where she didn't want to breach that etiquette. And it was, it was amazing to me because that was the first foray I had with with any of this cultural boundary, like in India. I, I thought it was like an old thing, the caste system, but it still exists. And, uh, we basically told him like, okay, you either do what she says because we don't want to have this conversation again or you're fucking fired. Hmm. And about a week later, we just fucking fired him because it was like, Dude, we gave you your chances. We wrote you up like, you know, you're out. You're not listening to your boss. And your boss is somebody you don't want to listen to. I don't give a fuck. This is your job. This is why you're getting paid. This is why we give you money every week to show up. Yep. If you don't want to have that money, then don't show up. This is America. We have we have different rules. And this is if you want your you want to get paid in American dollars, then this is the, the protocol you have to follow. Oh, and she knew her shit. Like this guy did he, he had no idea what he was doing. Like, what the f- yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, it was, it was an eye-opener for me. Um, yeah, it's wild. All right, now we're jumping Next back up. into... We're still, we're still in the gondola. Man, I'm getting high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping on to the end of uh, what you said, the uh, 2,500 years, using mar- marijuana to get high dates back millennia. So there's another story from Scientific American. Which they do studies, man. They're like they're like science, yo. So uh, they're like we, science, yo. <laughs> like science, yo. Um. So cannabis use in the post hippie era, um, people are are trying to you know say that what you're smoking or ingesting isn't your grandparents' cannabis, and it isn't because I tell you what. There's been decades where you're producing more and more powerful THC loaded plant and it's awesome it's like the seedless so, watermelon but yeah, the opposite yeah. th seedless watermelon <laughs> that's right thc watermelon so they're saying um this might be a case of deja vu so today's herb could be somewhat like cannabis that people cultivated 2500 years ago in central asia oddly enough brian boom mm-hmm. bringing it back to the circle of life <laughs> um also bearing high levels of THC. So research published in June 12th in the Sci- Science Advances, which is a magazine or publication, whatever it is, um, offers first evidence that humans around the time not only used cannabis for the high it offers, but also selected strains for their THC-packed psychoactive power, burning them in mortuary rituals. So somebody passes, let's burn the stinkiest, powerful weed that we got. Um, so I think it's interesting, you know, it's like, so the article you just had was like saying we found evidence that they did do this. And now this is evidence that they were looking for the highest strain when morning to have super THC that's like super bong hits right there. So it's pretty cool. You wonder if that's how they came up with like the whole idea of heaven and the afterlife. They got so barbecued and they were like, well, maybe when you die, you get reincarnated or you go to a place where everything is magical and it's, you know, all your dreams are realized. That's a really good point because I tell you what, like most religions, you know, the old religions have been around that long, but I tell you what, 2,500 years ago... (laughs) that was like the inception of religion. Right. And, uh, I tell you what, if you're burning a lot of THC at a mortuary ritual and you're sitting with your friends and you're like talking about the person, you know, you've been to wakes. It's one of those things you, you kind of talk about, Oh, well, it's great. You know, I hope they are going to be good, you know, happy where they are. If you believe in the afterlife, if you don't, you know, it opens up that whole conversation of like, well, well, what do you think is the afterlife? You know, where do you think they're going? You know. Yeah. As oh as yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that. I think that's the big reason why a lot of politicians again, I'm, I know I go on this rant every single week, why they're you so know, bro. I think I think that's part of the reason why they're so afraid of marijuana and why it's legalized because I think it really does open up your mind to question a lot of the things that are you make you unhappy in life and i think once people do start consuming more marijuana they will again they will start to of question why does our government even exist the way it does these people are unnecessary why are they here why are they taking our tax dollars away from us why are they taking money out of my family's pocket to fund their pensions and their healthcare for their entire lives based on a, a doing a job that benefits pretty much just them and not their constituents. And I think that's what causes them. And I think a lot of self-reflection comes from cannabis. When you when you consume enough of it, you know, you get very contemplative and and self there's a lot of self-analysis. And I think some politicians may have had some experiences with that and not liked what they saw and said I am going to make sure this is illegal for the rest of my life because they are uncomfortable in the shitty, miserable existence that they have, mm. and that brought them to light, and that scared them, as it should. should. Do you think well, should be scared? See, do you think Europe, that's like demonizing it, is waiting us out to say, "Hey, America, you get all reflective and shit," and we're gonna roll in just like, "Bam, pow, ba pow." pow. I'm saying, I don't know if ba ba pow is really <laughs> the um, the foreign policy theory. It's gonna. Sop America. Hey, that's that's right from the UN. Did you ever have you ever heard of the stoned ape theory? No. From Terrence McKenna. Let's hear it. This I've heard this on Joe Rogan a bunch of times and I've looked it up. And Stone it's, ape. it's purely fascinating. So Terrence McKenna is a famous, you know, psychedelic adventurer, philosopher. And one of these. That sounds awesome. Psychedelic, adventure sounds psychedelic like, adventurer sounds like. Psychedelic adventurer. Hey, imagine take, a, a mushroom, kids. We're going on adventure. Imagine a business card that said that. What's your title? Psychedelic adventurer. Dude, that's fucking bowler shit. I'm going to make cards up saying Psychedelic Adventure. (laughs) So he actually had a book called Food of the Gods, and he proposed the theory that humans, the uh, early ancestors, Homo erectus, evolved into Homo sapiens mainly because of consuming psilocybin mushrooms. Really? Because of that consumption, it changed the brain chemistry and allowed for the evolution of the brain and the, the continuation and evolution of human society. So you're now. saying the government is stopping the evolution of human society right now, perhaps, but also what's crazy about that is that also ties into speaking of India, speaking of, um, you know how, like, uh, in Hindu culture, how they worship the cow. Yeah, They said part of that reasoning may be because these psilocybin mushrooms grew best in cow pies, cow mm-hmm. dung. Yes. It's be. because these cows would lay these big, you know, giant piles of shit. Plops. plops. We'll call them plops. We'll call them plops. <laughs> we're, we're grown ups, And the mushrooms grew better in there. So they felt there was some sort of connection with the cows and the mushrooms. Nice. So they wanted to protect the cows and worship them because they felt that's where the mushrooms and the enlightenment from consuming them came. Enlightenment—that's what it is. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Not there's been like no scientific review. It's considered pretty woo woo. But you You know know what? How much like you write up a whole thing? It sounds fucking great. People like this is really good. And at the end, you're like. I have no scientific ability. I feel dumber for reading this. (laughs) (laughs) You get no points. points. And may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Just have like a freaking scientific journal where people write this awesome stuff. And at the end, here's a disclaimer. Fucking. There you go. Dude, that's fucking Mormonism. (laughs) <laughs> a 14 year old little shithead almost every he, religion said he found golden tablets could you trust any 14 year old telling you anything <laughs> Lying motherfucker he lied motherfucker their entire religion is based on a 14 year old <laughs> saying that he found golden tablets that only he could read are you fucking kidding me ah oh, that's that's a that's a little damn that only he could read that only he he had the seer stone that's he it You've seen the South Park. You've seen Book of Mormons. you seen the stone, bitches. I got the stone. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> but Mormons, some of the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. I got no problem with any religion. I tell you what. I got to say the only religion that's annoyed me in my entire life. Right in your backyard. No, no, not even that. It's you love been... the Scientist. I think you're going to become a Scientologist. I could see you going full Xenu. <sighs> I, I could actually, I, I could grip with that before doing other ones. Let's put it that way. Hey, uh, I'm wrong with Catholics. This is what I do. Um, but I tell you, the only one that's annoyed me is has been Jehovah Witness, and and we had a neighbor that was Jehovah. And I was like, I can't. Please don't come here and just talk to me. I just want to be left alone. You know, it'd be awesome. We just had our own. I religion. love what they do, but I don't like what they do when they come and they bother me. They're a bunch cool. of miserable pricks. If you're yeah. a Jehovah's Witness, you're just you're just an asshole. I have family members that are Jehovah and I'm like why like they don't celebrate anything like the I don't know it's just it's fucked up it's life, I don't understand like Yo. they can't celebrate shit I'm like hey it's your kids fucking birthday you can't be happy that they're still alive I think this I was I was looking up something about the Jehovah's Witness founder and there's some sort of shady like thing going on with them too they were probably child molesters or fucking tax evaders or whatever. That's the that's the beauty of the religious of being a in a religion is that you avoid taxes. Yeah. Did you hear about like the Scientologists? They actually like bombarded the IRS with oh, yeah. enough like letters and complaints that they just left them alone. And they got a lot of money back in them, and they do what they want. You know, I mean, why hey, can't we be like? Why can't we start our own religion like Lebowski's Witnesses? Oh, like, we can't. Dude, let's be Lebowski witnesses. Lebowski's witnesses. That Dude, was we, religion. I'm an LW, bro. Oh yeah. what What's your religion based on? Um, we uh, we smoke a lot of pot and we drink a lot of White Russians. That's yeah. kind of our religious belief systems. We think people should do what they want to do, man. Well, you failed your drug test. Well, that's my religious right to imbibe. One hundred and fifty percent, exactly. <laughs> Boom. You take people to court for that shit. As, as you're drinking a beer, like, yes, I, I believe that's part of my religious right. Just, I'm a, I'm a Lebowski. Lebowski's witness. I'm an LW, Labowski <laughs> witness. How do we file the paperwork to be? <laughs> as you take like, another create sip. a religion? As you take another sip of beer, like, yes, uh, I believe that question is loaded, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I plead the physio, the physioth. Dude, I think we should do that. I think we should be official Lebowski's witnesses. We can do it, man. We can do it. Who can stop us? I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all, heard it all. It's pretty good. The Lebowski's good. witnesses, we are greater than the government. No government can tax us. You no, know, we have a a we have a right and we have like a message to give out to the rest of the world. I'm just saying. I like this. Lebowski, and you know what? What's the most important three letters of Lebowski? S K I ski bitches, yeah. (laughs) Lebowski witnesses. Okay, about it. This all this all is manifesting into a beautiful. It's gonna happen soon. So, when you go skiing, talk about this. When you go skiing, don't you feel closer to nature, closer to God, whatever your image of God is? Like don't, God, you feel Jehovah, Satan. Power? 100%. like, don't you feel like more spiritual? 100%. 100%. And when I go skiing alone, that's like my pilgrimage to nature, Gaia, whatever you want to call it, man. Gaia, Fucking, yes. Yes. That's all I'm yes. talking about. Druid talk. I'm talking Druid talk now. It's, it's all over the place. I feel it's like it's like it's like when you see the lines in the snow like you see your tracks and you're talking to God and you say God how come when I needed you the most on those bumps I only saw <laughs> one line of ski trails he's Why like did I hey man <laughs> that's because I was skiing with you man God's like man I was high as fuck I and was, I was skiing. Skiing. I was carrying yeah, you, you, man. You do it, bro. I was believing in you, bro. <laughs> That's why there's only one line of ski tracks, man. How about this, we set up our new religion, which is going to be skiology. Ski that we buy, and only religious right people can ski it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think. think. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> This is eminent domain. <laughs> right. Eminent domain. No Jackson Hall. I'm sorry, Jackson no Hole. We were here two thousand years before. Eminent domain, <laughs> Jackson Hole. We are taking over this entire entire uh the entire Tetons are all part of our eminent domain recapturing of what uh the Lebowski witnesses have claimed for generations. That's right. Charles there back no this is our holy land yes this is it this is our holy land and we're taking um, it back for our religion all right i'm uh, writing down some notes now um, if you have- are an attorney who would like to work <laughs> pro bono as to help us get our religion set up wait pro bono is not with boners or something it's like no that's the, that's the that's the bar in london that's the okay, pro that's bono good. bar that's the no bono that's the, that's the all Bono. All Bono. We are pro Bono, pro Bono. We're pro. No, no we're actually anti Bono because Sunny Bono died skiing. We're anti-boner. anti Boner. Anti No, we're pro Boner. We're anti Bono. <laughs> God damn, I don't even know. This is you getting know, very confusing like go to press. So, we need, we need a press conference. <laughs> A bench press conference, dude. If we set up a press conference, how many people are going to show up? I'm are we serving white Russians and weed at the conference? Is the is the important question? <laughs> it's gonna be like Chappelle show with Black Bush, and like clickety clack, oh <laughs> yellow <laughs> cake, yellow cake, yeah, yeah. Dude, pop brownies and white Russians at the press conference. Fuck yeah, I think we get some turnout. Eminent domain. We're doing it, in San Francisco. Like, do you know what that even mean? I'm not wrong. We're doing it in San Francisco. Anytime something bad happens, go eminent domain. Like, do you know what that even mean?s <laughs> Eminent fucking domain. Eminent. It's eminent. Just keep eminent. yelling eminent domain at people. Two people think Eminem domain. Eminem's like in dominance here. Yeah, uh, Marshall Mathers domain. Yes, right. whatever, whatever. Just get the fuck out of my face. Eminem domain. <laughs> Eminem domain. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Eminem domain. I think we're on to something here. No, but you got to do it in Latin, so it sounds more officially religious. Like "eminus, eminus, dominus." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Latin. Eminus, eminus, dominus. Just like "florus, <laughs> dominus." Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we're all over the place. Carpeschium. Ooh. Mm. Carpeschium. Carpeschium. Ge- that'd be good shirt, all right? I'd buy that Carpe Ski. ski's the day. So if you want to buy a shirt that says Carpe Skiem, it might be up on Ski Bum Podcast shop. Got to look for the shop in two weeks. In two weeks. In two weeks. I still haven't made the Hawaiian shirt. I still like again. It's one of my freaking fifty. I still haven't sharpened my goddamn lawnmower blades, dude. I'm gonna have my mom make you a Hawaiian shirt. I'm gonna work on that now. I have the design in my head. I've actually got it, actually I got it written down. I have it's it drawn been- out. It's gonna be limited edition because she's she's in her older ages now. She sews great. She's a freaking seamstress. Boom. Top notch. You give her measurements, boom. That's Sweat it. Sweatshop. Boom. Ski <laughs> bum sweatshop.com. <laughs> ski bum sweatshop. You just ski ski-bum, sweatshop is gonna be the custom of the ski bums. That'd be awesome. Just all just custom onesies. Custom onesies. Dude, I want a onesie. Oh, Alright, uh, so are we gonna go to Kicking Horse next year? Dude, I like that idea. Okay, yeah, I like a it. A lot. I, I think that might be... really like that idea. Might be, might be my birthday gift to myself. I really like that idea a lot. Because it's never gonna happen otherwise. Boom, bitch. Skis the day. Skis the day. Skis the day. Skis right, the day. So where the hell are we on this goddamn friggin... <laughs> All right, we got one more quick one here, and we're still in the Gondola of course. Oh yeah, San Francisco. It's funny we had like nothing for this podcast, and now it's like been like two and a half hours. There's a now. lot of shit on there. That's, that's what we did. So, so San Francisco, we had a lot of stuff to say. Just saying, San Francisco has decided to ban vaping. Oh my god! Excuse me. That was <laughs> Burping perfect. and vaping. What's up? <laughs> What's up, San Fran? Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. <laughs> You used to be a cool city, and now you're just full of human duty. <laughs> bunch of human... what happened? Like I used to love that city, and now I'm just uh... bunch of bike a, stealing dicks out there. I'm like that's a no for me, dog. Bunch of rice and roni eating bike stealing dicks. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so they've apparently banned a car running. Up banned up. e-cigarettes. So like Jewel J U U L those uh. Oh wait, I- <laughs> little, little vapes. <laughs> it's the jewels. <laughs> oh boy. Uh oh, it's getting weirder. It's getting weird. Sorry, J U U L. It's inside. I'm gonna keep Dude, that. trains, trolley cars. This is all getting. There's a lot of parallels to a certain European country <laughs> in the 30s going on here. San Francisco you got to analyze yourself. To you've, gone so, you've gone so far left, you've gone extreme right. God damn it. That's well, like fucking five hours of like Hitler shit. It was Dude. horrible. There Dude, was a man. lot of crazy shit going on there. Dude, they got the trolleys and they're banning the jewels. <laughs> it's it's almost the same <laughs> thing. They're putting them on the trolleys and shipping them. I'm just saying. No it's jewels on the trolleys. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's very fucked up. So, yeah, they're banning them. Now, I don't... I don't claim to know about the human feces situation. Apparently, it's bad. I'm hearing things on the internet, and the internet doesn't lie. Apparently, people step in human poop because... What? It's really... The homeless situation is very bad in San Francisco. Oh, damn. I thought it was bad down here. It's worse out there. Oh, apparently. You know why? They got better weather and a better coast... though not a better coastline, but better weather. (laughs) Could you imagine a big earthquake? Like, what happened to the homeless people in San Francisco? So here's the thing that I struggle with. Like, so I want to help out every homeless person I see. And I feel fucking bad every time. Like I, I go by, maybe I throw some change or maybe I don't, whatever. Are you get them. <laughs> <laughs> I look at them like I have change. It's fucking horrible. But anyway, like, so, and you look at a city, like if you have a, a huge amount of homeless people, what do you do with those people? Do you house them? But like, where are they going to go from there? So you're going to give them free housing. Where where do they go? What is their next step? What's their end game? Where are they getting at? They should all be made sex workers. No, no, ski sherpas. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> sherpas. Ski sherpas. I gotta tell you. So my wife is a much better human being than I am, and we were we were in San Francisco on our honeymoon. Well, after we went to Hawaii you know, and we came back, we did San Francisco. Nice. I, I love that city. Head, I did. 10 years ago. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but uh, we were there and we had this extra food from the hotel. We had, you know, like a bunch of, you know, rolls and peanut butter and fruit. And she's like, I don't want to just like leave us in the hotel. They're going to throw it out. We actually stopped somewhere like by the wharf area in San Francisco. And she found like a homeless guy and gave him all this food. That's pretty awesome. I'm like, I never would have thought to do that because I like that. That's pretty awesome. I hate, Waste was, food. I hate throwing anything away. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I hate wasting food, but I was like, "Oh, we'll just eat it for you on the plane." You know how I know you hate eat, wasting food because we were in Tahoe and we bought like oh god, fucking roasted chicken, a whole bunch of shit. Brian and I were eating. Till about like two in the morning, we were just fucking trying to eat everything in the place because we didn't want to waste it. we don't you know, know how it is. is when you, whenever you go somewhere, you always <laughs> overbuy things because you think you're going to eat all this during the week, and you end up going. That's why out. you got to go underbuy. Dude, underbuy. What, the, what the hell is? Oh, you bought that chalada Remember that? Oh, oh my god, that chalada was nasty. That was the gross chalada the bud chalada Now what was that again? It was like bud with like what clam juice and tomato. Is clamato? So. A Caesar, and this is my Canadian girlfriend, correct me. So you have a Bloody Mary is just tomato juice and, you know, all the other crap that goes in Bloody Mary. A Caesar is Clamato juice. It's tomato plus the clam juice in a whole thing. And it's it's pretty healthy for you. But who is the asshole who decided those two things belong together? So let's say you're the clam juice guy. You're like, hey, Mr. Tomato guy, this is fucking... This is, there's a bang, bing, bada bing, bada bing. Boom, we're in there. You got clams? I got tomatoes. Clams, tomatoes, together. Boom. Boom. Manha- Manhattan, clam chowder. He's walking in like fucking madmen the next day going, look who I did my clams. You squeeze the clams, you get the juice out. Boom, I sell the clams again. Fucking great. Who is the guy who decided Clamato was a thing? I don't know, man. Well, you were like we had that like we just we all the leftover stuff we had we just like we end up eating and drinking, and remember like, you know it, it was tough it was tough I, we were eating like bananas with like roasted chicken like we're just like it was fucked up it was like a crazy combination we're, like oh yeah put it on like a fucking a uh, hot dog bun like I don't know what we we're doing well, was, I remember our significance we're both like what the fuck are you guys doing <laughs> they were actually watching it was a show. Well, like that, yeah. that would have been pow. Yeah, that was pretty gross, but we got a story out of it. So that's that's something. I gotta say that in the big ass hot tub. The big the, ass hot tub. The 12 million it was like the 80-gallon hot tub. It was yeah, a lot of bleach got poured in there. <sighs> that's right. Who knows? Who knows what hookers died in there? We had to clean it out. same. Yeah, had to go. Had to go. One of my favorite things from that trip. So this was 2008 Tahoe, Tahoe trip heavily. And I remember because I, uh, I've always been like a Subaru guy. And that was right when the, uh, the STI hatchback came out. It was like uh, maybe out for like a few weeks when we were out there in 2008. And I remember being behind one and it may have had temporary tags on the car still, like it was brand new. And the, the person, I think it was a guy, I cannot be positive, but had a giant bumper sticker on this brand new car oh. that said, Vaginitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome. Which is really <laughs> funny and kind of awesome. That is awesome. I mean, brand new car. He you can probably a bumper could- sticker on that bitch. He probably and, ordered the car months before, and then bought the bumper sticker. And had it sitting on his bureau, exactly waiting for it, waiting, the, waiting the, for the yeah. day he picked that car up. He's like, "Mofo, I'm not even signing those papers yet. I need to get this bumper sticker on my car to let all <laughs> the ladies know." <laughs> Here's the bigger question: Is he putting on that? Is he putting it on himself, or is he having the police put it on? Like, make sure it's center. Or I'm not <laughs> taking that car. Get out know, the level. That, that's right. That's part of the customization of my car. Get the level and the measuring tape. I want this to be dead. Oh center. no! Fucking laser. You're talking laser at that point. Etch it in. <laughs> etch it in. Oh like, God, I think it dead. was the guy driving, but I cannot confirm. It can was California. Confirm. It was Tahoe. Never oh, know. You know. Yeah. Never but know. Yeah. But whoever uh, owner of that vehicle, they really want the world to know. Absolutely. What I salute you. <laughs> Cheers to you, good sir or madam. <laughs> or madam. I love that. Good sir or madam. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know who's driving. And maybe they're gender fluid. It could be man today, woman tomorrow. Hmm? I don't even know. Yeah. 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 They're banning vaping in San Francisco. You know what? Again, why so many laws? If people want to use it, then use it. If they don't want to use it, then don't use it. They're not forcing it to, you know, to, they're not sticking jewels in people's mouths who don't want it. You know, it'd be great if like every town went back a hundred years and had a day of a hundred years back, the laws, the customs, everything. Yeah. San Francisco would be like, I want to fucking cheat. Pow! Like on the street. That would be it. Yeah. And people getting shot. People can't vote. You know, like, it's kind of be like the purge plus like, you know, sh- you yeah, had shit coming to you. I don't know. It's the purge plus the depression. Dude, you get like smacked across the face. But like, I challenge you to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still get duels going on. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. We've become very soft and ungrateful of all the things that we do have. Oh, was it? Drunk History. I saw the, um, with the Hamilton one. With the guy that played Aaron Burr, yeah. yeah, and uh, Aaron Burr like shot him down. Isn't that fucked up? Like he died from a duel. V-Hawk in New Jersey, yeah, yeah. Somebody fucking shot him, like, and he walked away. He's like, "Yeah, I did it gentlemanly." That's, That's how, how shit got up. done back then. He's like, "Do what I say. I didn't have to do a fucking drive by." Now it's a goddamn soy off. You're just like throwing yeah. friggin' soy sauce at each other. <laughs> Now there's a bunch of bitches doing drive-bys. And i tell you what, that is the most cowardly fucking thing. You stand up next to another man, but like, I will shoot you. I'm going to take 10 paces and try to shoot you with some old ass gun. They should still do that today. You got to be for guns with old ass back then. You know, nothing worked. That's right. You don't know if it's going to blow up in your hand or shoot the guy. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Okay. So we're going to end this episode before it's actually over because it ran way too long and we're going to break it up so hope you guys enjoyed this first part the next part it's going to be coming out in a couple of days thanks again for listening and we'll see you in a few days see ya.